1: LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until 5 o'clock. Now we were due to bring you Loud's O'Byrne Cup semi-final today, but of course that game went by the wayside on Friday, when Offaly said they were not prepared to play it today. That meant that four games in the competition this week weren't played, and Laud will now face Longford in the final next weekend. So what now for Leinster's pre-season football competition? I caught up with Gordon Manning of the Irish Times yesterday to discuss... So, Gordon, a bad week for the O'Byrne Cup. I guess it all started with with Loud pulling out of their game against Wexford. You know, reading Shane Roach, the former Wexford manager, speaking to RTE, his point was that basically once Loud were able to pull out without any repercussions or any punishment, that that was basically setting a precedent for the other counties to do likewise. And Liam Kearns obviously touched on it during the week, as we know, but Shane Roach's view on it was that basically there was a fine and and some sort of punishment in place that, Candy boards will be thinking twice for sure. We know how, how uh, averse to spending money candy boards are, and certainly to spend money on fines. So is that for you where, where this all sort of started to fall apart, the fact that Loud were able to pull out and there was no punishment for them really? Well, there wasn't absolutely.
0: at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, we, we know, David, from club games in all counties that if a club team doesn't field, there's repercussions for it. Um, and yet we have a senior inter-county Football competition here, and it was basically an oversight by Leinster Council. They didn't have any penalties in place, no regulations in place, whereby teams uh, or counties are punished if they don't fulfil a fixture. So once Loud pulled out, and uh, uh, Kildare realised there was going to be no punishment for Loud, Glenn Ryan side as well, it suited him not to play the game against Westmead. So Kildare pulled out, and it just snowballed from there. You can understand Liam Kern's frustration then having to go and play uh, loud this weekend after playing Dublin in Dublin, then having to go to loud, uh, on, on Sunday for the semi-final. Uh, so Liam Cairns then, I, I, I would assume pretty much, said to his county board that, look, we're not going to play either. There's no penalties here. It doesn't suit us to play, so we're not going to go and play. Uh, so yeah, it goes back to loud's decision. If loud didn't make that decision, then we wouldn't have had the kind of knock-on effect that we have had. But once that once Loud got away with it, the integrity of the competition was diminished and we ended up with the farcical situation we've had this week.
1: Yeah, and integrity was the, the word that, that, that Liam Kearns used during the week and he said the integrity of the competition was shot once Loud didn't fulfil that fixture against Wexford. Now I know you know people loud, loud fans listening in and, and maybe County Board people listening in, I do believe that they had requested to play that game in a neutral venue where the travelling for, for both maybe wouldn't be as as, as long on a wedding season. But as you said, and it's maybe maybe the the fault lies mainly here with the with the Leinster with Leinster GA. I don't know whether whether Louth knew there would be no punishment for them. I suspect they maybe did. I I have no idea. We could speculate on that. But as you mentioned, there clubs up or county boards up and down the country. There's there's penalties in place for not fielding teams uh, without a good explanation or good reason. It seems remarkable to me that there was no uh, provision in place for this kind of thing because this competition has been running for 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 years. I'm fairly sure that there's uh, provisions in place if someone doesn't field in the Leinster Championship. So for that not to be extrapolated onto the and Cup is a, is a strange oversight from, from Leinster GEA, I would say.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, again, going back to the point we made, like, if this happened in a B-League competition, uh, your club would, 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 uh, would get a wrap in the knuckles from your county board, and depending on the bylaws in, in the county, there would be, there would be repercussions. So, uh, look, the, the thing with the, le- with the pre-season competitions, if we want to call them that, like the O'Burren Cup is the structure kind of changes annually or every couple of years, uh, and within that, uh, you can only assume that Lancelot Council, there was an oversight that they didn't put in place regulations for uh, teams not fulfilling fixtures. Uh, I was on to the Lancelot Council this weekend. and they did say that they, they would be looking to that to remedy it for next year. Now, what, what damage this year has done to the competition and what format that will take next year remains to be seen. But they did say also that uh, teams were aware of the format of the competition uh, s- uh, since November. Um, you know, th- like you would have to say that there's a big difference between being unable to play and being unwilling to play and uh, you would find it hard to believe that an uh, inter-county management team couldn't find 15 or 20 able uh, bodied souls to go and, and play for a county team uh, in January when let's be honest about it county board, counties are carrying heavy and strong uh, large panels of players at the moment uh, so I, I would take it that from most of those teams that pull out this week it wasn't you know, the excuses were there that players were sick and there was Sigurdsson uh, commitments, but you would imagine that if they really wanted to play the game, uh, they certainly could have fielded it. So it's, it's, a, it's more that they were unwilling rather than unable to field but let Council's omission of any repercussions left it open to that abuse.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that was a point that was made by, by several commentators during the week around this. As, as you said there, it was more that they, they, they didn't want to play rather than they weren't able to put out a team. I think that's that's fairly uh, fairly obvious for everyone to see. But... The Leinster Leinster Council on on dealing with this now, they put out a statement during the week where they said that basically next year counties are going to have to consider very carefully whether they're going to play these games or or fit it into their schedule. To me, and again, you know, I'm no expert in the the inner workings of the the political side of things in terms of um, rules and regulations, but the Leinster Council, Leinster GA, are the governing body of GA in this province, quite obviously, right? So surely they can let's say they wanted to go really hardline on this. If you don't fulfill a fixture in the Leinster, in the O'Byrne Cup, you don't get to compete in the Leinster Championship. Let's just take a, a really extreme example or a hypothesis here, okay? Because I would imagine they they could do something like that if they wanted to, because both of those competitions run their jurisdiction. So I thought that the statement that came out with during the week was a little bit weak almost. It was kind of kowtowing a little bit to the to the counties to say, look at lads now, if you don't want to play this next year, you're going to have to let us know in advance kind of thing. But, should they should they be coming down a little bit harder on this? Because the whole thing has been thrown into absolute chaos this week, and, and as as Liam Cairns said, the integrity of the competition was gone. We can get into in a moment whether players, managers want to play the Oberon Cup in the first place. That's a different debate. But the fact that it's a Leinster ga competition should should the Leinster Council have, have been a little bit more um, pugnacious on this, for the want of be a better word? They could have
0: been. Um, I think that there's an element of frustration in this generally because. The the GA had a a fixtures task force calendar review committee a number of years ago. And in 2020, that committee recommended that all these pre-season competitions be discontinued. Uh, It generally had support and was going down that road. uh, And in November 21, when the return to training protocols were changed, pretty much at the behest of managers, a uh, delegates voted at, at Central Council in November 21 to revive these competitions. So d- they were essentially been put to the scrap heap and because managers wanted them back, largely because rather than have the hassle of arranging challenge matches in January, they wanted structured organised competitions. Uh, they were kind of revived, they were brought back and now we have a position, a situation here whereby managers are pretty much determining they don't want to play these games. They'll pick and choose what games they want to play. And it's, it's a different debate than maybe what, what, word, what you were getting at there. But we're still in a situation where managers have probably too much power over county boards. Where It should really be the other way around. Like. It's kind of the tail wagging the dog a little bit. Uh, where county board, uh, the executive committee should be saying to their management teams, these are the three games. You have to fulfill these three games in January. Here are the fixtures. You know they're coming plan accordingly Uh, instead we have the reverse happening where managers are saying look uh, we're not playing this game we're not playing that game we're going to pick this one we're going to do that one and like that kind of element of leadership from county boards is lacking in certain counties, not in all counties. Um, and if you had a stronger county board, and stronger county boards generally, then I don't think you would reach the situation where you had teams pulling out because the optics of, the optics of it are terrible. And I would imagine, I don't know, I would imagine that the county boards in, in, in Loud and Kildare and, uh, um, uh, and, and the other counties and Offred to pulled out this week. I would imagine the leaders and the chairperson in those counties didn't want this to happen. That, that the optics of it just didn't look good for their county, and that the, the the county board managers essentially were determining that they didn't want to play it against.
1: Yeah, it goes back, though, again, doesn't it, to what you said there, and you're exactly right, but if there was a, a five or €10,000 fine hanging over a county board's head for an off fixture, you can be fairly sure that, the, that they'd find the resolve within the county executive yeah. to be telling county managers to go down and play matches. But that's again, that's going back to what we said earlier. Maybe that's what needs to happen next year. But...
0: Just before I we move it off it's from- it's also David, just like I mentioned, also a, a difference in uh, in each province. Like if we look at the, like how all these competitions are treated within the different provinces. I mean, there's a bit of indifference in, in in Leinster football, really, an apathy in the last ten years because of the dominance of Dublin. Let's be honest with it. Um, but the first kind of group of series of games this year were Wednesday, January the fourth. There was ten games that night. That was essentially the first competitive football matches we had since last July the Ireland final. Uh, Mead and Loud uh, hadn't played since uh, early June. They were not playing in June in the championship in 22. So seven months, essentially, since, since they played. Uh, and on January the 4th, there was 10 games, five in the Burn Cup, five, or three in the McKenna Cup, and two in, in the McGrath Cup. And I just did a bit of a, a tally of the, uh, the attendances at those games that night. And there was a total of uh, 14,187 people at the 10 games. 9,000 of those were at the McKenna Cup matches. So it was 4,500 at Armagh against Antrim. Uh, Wexford against, uh, or Loud against Westmead that same night, had 262 people in Darvar. Mead down in Carlow had 476. Mm. So there's, you know, it, it, it's, we can't paint all these competitions with the same brush and say nobody wants them, nobody cares about them. It's quite evident up in, in Ulster that these competitions are massively popular, but in Leinster, just you know, I mean, the, the, the interest maybe is just not there. Um, but it's interesting, Mickey Hart, uh, as well. During his time as Troll manager, he won 12 McKenna Cups. He treated the McKenna Cup as seriously as Championship football. Mm-hmm. He he uh, he wanted to get the momentum from that and go into National League. And I'm assuming he he's, he's looked at the. the uh, the O'Byrne Cup this year were Loud they won their first two games they had a chance now of getting to the semi-final they were in the semi-final and maybe a chance of getting to the final and he said the benefit here now of not playing that third game having ourselves ready for a semi-final and into a final and he was looking to build momentum to go into the Loud's National League campaign uh, because if you look at how, how seriously he took the McKenna Cup I'm guessing he'd seen the benefits of the momentum you can get from a good run in that In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Yeah, and the other thing about it is there, you mentioned the Ulster versus Leinster, which is, I guess, is a bit of a carryover from the provincial debate a couple of years ago, where Ulster very much want to keep their championship. And as you said there, the McKenna Cup is, is definitely alive and kicking, but... It's a different thing for different managers as well. I mean, Mickey Hart, um, in fairness, has been in there for a couple of years now. He's probably got a fair idea of what he's working with. He's probably got a fair idea of what his starting 15 is going to be come the championship, with it, with the exception of maybe one or two positions. Colin O'Rourke, for example, on the other hand, who was very keen to get to the final and to, to give lads more of a run. Out. I think he's used 31 players and a good chunk of those have never played for me before. So you have that situation as well where different managers and different squads some, some managers probably could do without an extra game. Some managers are absolutely desperate for extra games because a few things back to when we were young, I remember, which is a long time ago, but I remember when Mead were winning all irelands and I think one year after they won the All-Ireland, they went out and got relegated in the league. They didn't care. The league was, the league was treated then as a pre-season competition and the O'Brien Cup was, was even, you know, further off the radar. But the way things have changed over the years, everything has, has come on. Training is more intense. There's more scrutiny in managers. So the league now is treated as not quite, you know, almost a seriously as a championship, for a lot of counties, as we know, it's, it's nearly more important than the championship in terms of what they can do. So, so the Oberon Cup for certain squads and per- certain managers is extremely important and um, maybe not so much for others, but that's the other thing that's at play here as well. That's, okay. it's, it means different things to different counties.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And from talking to people down in Wexford this week, I know John Hegarty, the uh, Wexford manager, was very frustrated by their game against Loud not going ahead because he had uh, a rotational system in place. He had looked again, at planned out with three games, three round-robin games, and was giving uh, his players adequate game time based on having three competitive matches. And then Loud pulled out of the last match, so Wexford didn't get that, that third game. Uh, so he was looking for the benefit of the three games. That didn't happen. He was left frustrated. So I just said it, it, the competition kind of means different things for different managers. Mm. Um, I can understand why Colin Moore might have wanted to get a bit of a run in it, uh, but for Loud, like uh, again, like their Division Two campaign. I think they've, they have Clare first away, uh, in, in two weeks and then, uh, th- then they've Derry and I think they've they Limerick at home. Like, so if you're, if you're allowed, you really want, uh, looking at that division too, it's a really competitive division. You really want something from the Clare and the Limerick game. So you want to be hitting those, uh, with momentum and with form. And, uh, I'm guessing that's why Mickey Hart was, was trying to get some momentum from, uh, from a, a run in the Oberon Cup.
1: Yeah, and of course we know, it's just, as we said, the semi-final obviously off, but they have the final next weekend against Longford. Assuming, assuming no one else pulls out in the meantime, of course for that final. And again, this, this, you know, maybe people listening in from from might think that this is us having a go at loud. It's not at all. It's it's the general. It could have been any county that that refused to play that game on on Monday or didn't want to play it. Whatever county was through to the final might have decided we're not trekking down to Wexford to play that game. And you know, if they were suiting themselves, and that's what every county is going to do. But the broader discussion. Clearly now we're, we're a year away from the next uh, next iteration of the O'Byrne Cup, but it feels like it's at a bit of a crossroads. And I did wonder this week if part of the rationale for counties pulling out was maybe a, a sort of a veiled shot across the bows of Lancer GA that you know we don't really want this competition, we don't really care about it. Maybe that's that's one step too far in terms of how I'm thinking about it. But it felt like maybe that was a little bit of it. They were drawing a line in the sand, but. It is at a bit of a crossroads now, Gordon, isn't it? Because when next January comes around, and obviously presumably all of this stuff will be dealt with in the meantime, and maybe sanctions will be put in place for teams that don't feel and that kind of stuff. But if it's to, if it's to happen again next January, I don't know whether they need to shift the calendar a little bit or what, but it's it feels like it's kind of on its knees at the moment the O'Byrne Cup, and it's, it's going to either go one way or the other. It's either going to die completely or it's going to come back next year with a whole new set of regs in place around fielding teams.
0: Yeah, like I mean it's it's almost constantly at a crossroads. If you feel these competitions we we have this debate maybe annually or every couple of years. But uh, I think it goes back to the point we made. I'm not so sure that it's that you know counties don't want them or it's it's a certain times certain managers don't want them and certain mm-hmm. managers do want to be involved in it. Uh, so it's it's a competition that uh, managers pick and choose really the, what they want from it, when they want from it. So, for instance, uh, Wexford next year, John Hegarty, if he's still a manager next year, he might he might be in a different position as regards his outlook on what the, what the, the O'Byrne Cup is about for him than it is this year. Uh, so I think it just it, it changes year on year. But certainly, uh, like the, the, the two big points from this, the, the learnings, surely, that will be taken, Lancel Council presuming this competition goes ahead next year, I think it probably will, is that uh, there will be repercussions in place. There will uh, input regulations whereby there will be either monetary uh, fines or points deduction for teams if they do not fulfil a fixture. Uh, I think that's, that's the big thing that will be taken. And after that, then, county boards will be made aware that they must fulfil these matches uh, and the games will go ahead. And look, the, the change might be in the format and the structure of it. Uh, I can see why... Uh, Leinster wanted to give teams three matches, 3 round robin games, because managers probably wanted that. A lot of managers want, would have wanted that, to get three matches in. Uh, but if, if they're kind of saying now that we can't fulfil three matches because players are playing Sigurdsson, uh, et cetera, et cetera, well, then they might have to look at the format again.
1: And just one final thing. Colin O'Rourke speaking to the media on Wednesday night after that game against Longford uh, in Ashburn was asked about the calendar and the fixtures and everything else, and he's he was of the view that the Sigerson Cup should be brought forward to be played before Christmas, that the pre-season competition should be played in February because he didn't feel that playing in the conditions such as we had on on Wednesday in Ashford. Now, that's not to say the weather in February is going to be a whole lot better, but he believed that January should be kind of left as a training month if they wanted to oh, pre-season competitions in February, and he did also say, of course, that that would mean pushing everything back a little bit. You might have an all-iron final in August, but... He wanted to see that little change. And I know there's, there's constantly talk about calendars and people are probably sick and tired of it at this stage, but there has been a lot of talk around maybe tweaking the, 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 the calendar that's there now since the split season came in, which I think most people are broadly in favor of in terms of the actual split season itself, but just maybe moving things around a little bit. Uh, again, is we're never going to get a perfect calendar, but is that something that you think could work? Again, you're going to be looking at playing Sigerson pre, pre Christmas, which might not suit colleges and players.
0: Uh, I'm not so sure about the, uh, the pre-season being pushed out to February, uh, but I would agree fully and totally with Colin Mororke as regards playing the Sigerson at the third level competitions, uh, before Christmas. Now, there are, uh, uh, people involved with those college teams will uh, will argue night, all day, all night with you that this uh, is not workable, that before Christmas you just cannot have these competitions. Players uh, have exams coming up is one of the reasons they use, and that they've only had them together since maybe September when they come back after the summer, uh, and it's not enough enough time to build it in. uh, And they will say you cannot have those competitions prior to Christmas. Uh, I think it's, it's a better window. It would work better. For uh, then allowing the inter-county season to go, go in January, to have it this way. But the other side of it is the GA understand the importance of having strong links with third level and colleges, and because you're not just getting players coming out of third levels, you're getting administrators eventually, and people who are going to run your county boards and run your run the, run the organisation. Uh, so having strong links with with third level institutions is very important for the GAA. So they don't want to they don't want to ruffle too many feathers there either. Uh, so, I, I don't see it really changing, but I do, I do agree with Colin Rourke. I do think it would be a better fit if they could get those competitions done before Christmas.
1: Yes, the old uh, annual debate around the GA calendar continues to pace in uh, 2023. Well, Gordon, uh, thanks so much for taking, taking the call and taking the time to discuss this one. Uh, let's hope that we're back again this time next year talking about the O'Brien Cup. Cheers. Thanks, David. <laughs> thanks, Gordon. LMFM Sunday Sports. your sport, your station.